St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. Once again, this is your host, Greg Lindbergh, here with you. On this episode, we are celebrating Cybersecurity Awareness Month, uh, the month of October. And to help us do that, uh, we have one of our esteemed faculty members. Uh, His name is Dr. Marwan Omar, and he is an assistant professor of computer science in the Tapia College of Business here at St. Leo University. Dr. Omar, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Greg. Absolutely. Really looking forward to this. I know cybersecurity is such a a huge field and just continues to grow, so we have uh, plenty to talk about today. Yes, absolutely. So first off, Dr. Omar, can you just kind of introduce yourself, your your background, your education, and kind of what you've been teaching and how long you've been with us? Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to answer that. Yes. I have been in the teaching field uh, for about a decade now. I started out teaching at the, uh, the community college level back in 2011. Uh, that was in Houston, Texas. I started off teaching computer science and some basic introductory com- uh, computer security courses as well. Uh, very soon I found myself to be passionate about cybersecurity. I've always uh, wanted to know uh, and think like, uh, you know, the bad guys. I've always wanted to know what motivates uh, break into our systems and steal our data and uh, wreak havoc. Uh, so that actually drove me to pursuing my uh, terminal degree, which is in digital system security, which is basically uh, cybersecurity. Uh, at the time, about 10 years ago, when I started uh, my PhD, they didn't call it cyber. It was called information assurance or information security. So cyber is now the buzzword. Uh, so that's where my terminal degree is from. Uh, I do have a track record of applications in the field. I have edited uh, even books. Uh, in the cybersecurity field, uh, I have um, about a half dozen of certifications, including the SEC Plus, which is one of the biggest um, certifications for anyone entering the cyber field. I'm also a certified ethical hacker, TH from EC Council, and I also hold uh, a, a couple of um, digital forensic certifications as well. Cybersecurity is a huge field, as you mentioned. It's uh, encompassing so many different areas. So I like to be multidimensional. Uh, I like to uh, specialize in one area, but also know uh, about many other areas as well, including the forensics. Uh, So uh, industry certifications, um, terminal degree, and also industry experience. Uh, I have had uh, the privilege of uh, providing consulting cybersecurity services for a couple of companies. Uh, some of them here are in Tampa. And um, otherwise, uh, teaching is my full-time job. And uh, I have been with St. Leo coming on year six now. Uh, I have been teaching in both programs, uh, the undergrad cyber and the grad cyber, both on ground and online. Very nice. And that's uh, quite a resume, quite a background, I must say. Thank you. So I know you did mention the the undergrad and grad uh, cybersecurity programs that we offer here at St. Leo. 
Let's uh, dive into those and let's start with the bachelor's program. Talk to me about how long, you know, when we when we started offering that, how long we've offered that, and kind of the reasons behind starting that program. Absolutely, yes. So uh, one of, um, actually one of the reasons uh, St. Leo decided to bring somebody like me on board and hired me is uh, for them to have a dedicated cybersecurity professor who can teach uh, cybersecurity classes. Uh, so this course, I'm sorry, this uh, program has been around since 2014. So a year before I was onboarded, they uh, started uh, this program. They started offering it uh, on ground and soon after that online. As you know, St. Leo has a big uh, presence in the online teaching modality. So uh, they have uh, offered these programs uh, since 2014, and uh, uh, the major reason behind offering these is, uh, again, market. Uh, they're market-driven, so industry needs and requirements. So Cynthia looked at uh, the research data, the marketing data, and they saw the need for uh, professionals with cybersecurity degrees uh, who are qualified, who have the knowledge and the skills to uh, go out to the industry and protect and secure uh, enterprise networks and the sensitive information they have. Uh, so it's definitely in response to industry demands. There's still uh, a gap. Uh, believe it or not, the uh, unemployment rate is negative. So the industry cannot find enough qualified people to fill those cybersecurity uh, positions. Wow, interesting. And then this particular bachelor's, bachelor's program, uh, where is this actually offered? Is it just on ground? So both uh, on ground and online. Again, because St. Leo is big online, they have a big footprint online, so it's been offered completely online and also completely on ground. I see. Very nice. And that definitely gives you know a lot of students uh, flexibility and, and some nice options there. Talk to me about some of these students who have enrolled in the program, who've gone through the program, and you know their their backgrounds, their interests. And I'm curious: is it primarily the traditional age, you know, college student, or do we have some adult learners as well? Right. To talk to you about uh, the uh, student body, uh, so to speak. So the student body encompasses. I uh, would like to categorize it in three different categories. So, so the bulk of uh, the student body is definitely traditional students, fresh out of high school. Uh, they have that drive again, that passion, that interest, that desire to pursue cybersecurity. Believe it or not, some of them come to me and uh, they want to become a certified ethical hacker right off the bat uh, coming out of high school. So it's impressive because I think the high schools are doing a good job as well trying to uh, offer them those uh, literacy classes in computer science and some of them cyber. So I've had uh, college kids, uh, high school kids, they come to me, they want to become a cyber, uh, certified ethical hacker like me. So that's one of the nice things about having faculty with industry certs because we can inspire them and we can uh, show them how we stand out. So, uh, so the traditional uh, students uh, fresh out of college, that's the majority of them. We have the second category, if I categorize them, would be the military veterans. We have several of them in every class, actually. So people who have served in the military, they have the GI Bill, and uh, they've come out of the military. So now 
they want to transition into the civilian life and they want to start their career in cyber because, again, they're interested and they're passionate about um, protecting our networks and stopping the hackers. Uh, so that's the second category. The third category is also adult learners, but not necessarily from the military population. Uh, I have students who are working adults, um, and uh, some of them, they've just decided they want to come and do their bachelor's because they had, uh, let's say, uh, an associate degree in computer science or in IT from a community college. So they have, uh, they transfer some of them. So they have some credit hours. They only do two years here. Uh, those are the adult learners for, uh, again, different reasons. Some of them come from different states. Uh, some of them uh, are here local. Uh, so those are the three major categories, fresh out of college, uh, military, and uh, regular ad adult learners. Gotcha. Very interesting. And then in terms of the faculty who teach in this bachelor's program, talk to me about the faculty and perhaps some of their backgrounds and just how they're, you know, really there for the students. Yes, one of the things that sets us apart is definitely our ability uh, to spend time with students, even one-on-one -on -one if needed. So students are the center of our attention and uh, everything is centered around uh, student learning. So the student learning is our priority here. Uh, the faculty have advisees, so uh, every faculty member has uh, 20 to 30 advisees assigned to them, so we work with them individually to set up their schedule and to help them navigate, and uh, sometimes they come to us, they need uh, guidance on what certifications to pursue, you know, what career path is, all of those things. As far as our background, I already mentioned my background, which is the uh, a combination of the best of both worlds, if I may say, which is uh, academia and industry. So that's, where, that's what we strive for, is to bring faculty who can bring the best of both worlds. Uh, because the nature of this field requires people to have actually worked in the industry to know how the technology works and to be able to provide context uh, to students. It makes uh, a world of difference when you bring somebody with real-life experience uh, and having industry search that even much better. So some of the other faculty members, some of my colleagues, uh, they come from similar backgrounds. They have done some type of industry work. They have some industry certification, and they have also publications. So that's uh, the, uh, the theme of the faculty background, is to bring teaching experience, industry experience, and search. So bringing the best of all worlds so that we can inspire our students and deliver the best learning experience possible. Nice. Very well said. In terms of the topics in the curriculum, and, and I guess we could even dive into some of the courses, talk to me about, you know, some examples of what what the students specifically study in this bachelor's program. Yes. Even though it's called the Bachelor's of Cybersecurity, they do actually get well-rounded knowledge in other areas of uh, IT because uh, all these areas of IT, including the cyber, they overlap and circle back, uh, and so they converge. So even though it's a cyber security program, they do have to take programming classes like Java, C++, and Python, HTML, web design, uh, introduction to networking, uh, database development. So they take a range of other classes to give them the necessary background to um, be multidimensional, as I was mentioning, to know a little bit about everything, but then specialize in cyber. 
because if somebody wants to specialize in cyber, they will not be working in a silo. They need to know uh, programming. They need to know web design. They need to know networking principles, database, and so on and so forth. Uh, so they do get uh, good exposure to other areas of uh, computer science and, and IT. Specifically, the cyber classes that they take are introduction to cyber, information security principles, uh, introductory ethical hacking, and then also advanced ethical hacking classes, network security, uh, network defense, digital forensics. Uh, these are uh, penetration testing. Uh, these are just a few of the courses specific to the cyber specialization. I see. Nice. And then I know we've we've touched a little bit on you know career tracks and, and potential career opportunities and jobs within this field. But let's dive a little deeper into specific roles that one could pursue with this degree, and if you want to even you know include specific examples of our alumni uh, that you've perhaps kept up with, you know, who've gone on to careers. Absolutely, yes. So a typical role for somebody with a cyber degree program would be uh, what we call the SOC analyst. So SOC or SOC stands for Security Operations Center. Uh, companies, enterprises, most of them have what we call the Security Operations Center or SOC. So uh, basically, a fresh graduate will be working as a SOC analyst. A SOC analyst is a person is an entry-level position for a person with cybersecurity degree, uh, education, uh, and the skills and the knowledge. So on a regular daily basis, they will be reviewing log files, they will be looking at network traffic, they will be ensuring uh, the security of the workstations of users if there were to be an incident or any compromises. They are the first responders, so to speak. So they are the boots on the ground to ensure the security of the workstations and uh, the day-to-day computer operations for an enterprise. So SOC analyst, uh, this is something that I see. Uh, I can give you specific examples. Just uh, this past year, one of my, or actually I should say uh, the beginning of this year, in January, one of my graduates uh, obtained a job with a company locally here called ReliaQuest. So ReliaQuest, uh, is a company that provides cybersecurity to enterprises, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's a SOC analyst. So uh, he's very successful. He's a smart guy. He's actually boss, believe it or not. He reached out to me, and he actually commended him, and they said, you know, we're very happy that, uh, you know, your graduates are well-rounded, and they have uh, the knowledge and the skills to to hit the ground running, so to speak. And so that's also something that sets us, uh, sets us apart in this program is we get them ready to hit the ground running. So not only do we teach them theories and concepts and principles, but also um, uh, hands-on education, practical things that they use, the tools and the technologies that are used by security professionals uh, on the job on a regular daily basis. Uh, uh, another student actually worked very similar role, also SOC analyst with a different company, uh, and then he moved on to work with Deloitte. Deloitte is a consulting firm, firm, but they do have a big cyber division, so he now works with them as a cybersecurity engineer. He moved up the ranks, so he started off as a SOC analyst, and now he's doing 
some cybersecurity engineering work. Uh, so these are typical jobs. Uh, obviously, somebody with undergrad, they will just get an entry level initially. One thing that I would like to mention here is that the degree by itself as a piece of paper does not necessarily guarantee a job. Uh, we need graduates who are paying attention. So just coming to the undergrad and thinking that getting a, um, you know, that piece of paper under your belt will not necessarily help you land a job. The students need to pay attention. They need to listen to their professors. They need uh, to seek internships. They need uh, uh, all the skills, uh, and they need to master those skills and do the actual work in order for them to be successful. So that's something I wanted to emphasize. Sure, that's a great point, and those are wonderful examples of alumni and just how how this education and certainly other experiences I would imagine, you know, have benefited our graduates. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Let's move on to the master's program. Uh, so obviously, in addition to the bachelor's in cybersecurity, St. Leo also offers a master's in cybersecurity. And uh, was this program uh, developed, I would imagine, around the same time as the bachelor's program? Yes. The vision of the department was that they saw the need, the industry need, they saw the opportunity, so they captured the opportunity. Once they started opening the undergrad, they said, uh, we should probably, uh, that was their vision. So they started offering the master right away. And the master program, so around 2014, and it's offered uh, both modalities fully online. So students can take it fully online, remotely, virtually. And some students take it on ground here on campus. And then in terms of the students in this program, and I, would, I would imagine they tend to be more so the adult learner compared to the bachelor's program. Yes, that is true. Uh, so the majority is adult learners. And to be honest with you, the majority, the bulk of the program is doing it. Uh, the bulk of the student body is from our online modality, actually, because because of the fact that those people are professional working adults, they have full-time jobs, they have families, and they have lives, and they need to juggle all these commitments and responsibilities. So... They prefer the online modality because of the convenience. Uh, yes, most of them actually have jobs. Some of them are already in the field. They're looking for a promotion or a pay raise. Some of them are not necessarily in the field. They're in other fields. Uh, there are some of them even are, are in business, actually, but they want to do a career change. Uh, uh, the biggest reason, again, they see the opportunities out there. They, they have a vision. They see the opportunities, so they want to uh, start a new career, so some of them actually transition. And again, we also have, we always have the military veteran population. Uh, they all, St. Louis is a very military uh, veteran-friendly institution, so we always have uh, veterans in, in our online program as well as the on-ground. Interesting. And as far as the faculty in this master's program, I would imagine it's, you know, ones that also teach in the bachelor's program. Yes, that is correct. So most of us who teach in the undergrad, we also teach in the graduate. So right now I teach uh, um, uh, a graduate course on ground every Saturday, but I also teach a ground, uh, an online course, uh, advanced penetration testing or ethical hacking online. 
So I teach graduate courses in both modalities, on-ground and online, and that's also true for my other colleagues. In addition to that, we have a couple of adjunct faculty members who are remote. Sometimes if we are overloaded and we have to, if we have to offer more online sections of courses, then we reach out to those adjuncts and they help teach uh, some of those online sections if there's a need. Nice. And uh, let's let's talk more about the you know the curriculum and and how does this master's program you know I would imagine it's it's definitely at a higher level and, and more advanced coursework in terms of you know just the the topics covered and, and the depth of the study if you could elaborate on that. Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to do that. Yes, absolutely. So one of the uh, differences between this uh, between or one of the things I should say that actually sets this graduate program aside from or differentiates this from the undergrad is that this uh, cyber uh, program, the graduate program, actually combines um, two areas, the technical depth, but also the managerial area of cyber. And that's uh, an attract, uh, attractive, point, uh, attractive point for actually learners who are pursuing their graduate. Some of them, believe it or not, they come to the master uh, program because they want to become a cybersecurity manager, or what you call them, the title that you use is CISO, um, so Cyber Information Security Officer. These are just high-level top managers. Uh, some of them become virtual CISOs, so they can virtually provide uh, cybersecurity leadership to their enterprises or, or companies. So there's a technical depth of it, and there's also the non-technical depth, which is the managerial side of cybersecurity. That's one of the differences. Uh, of course, uh, the uh, coursework is, yes, more advanced, uh, high expectations. Uh, uh, they have to be engaged in research papers. So there's the research part. Just about every course involves a research paper on a higher level, high expectations, and uh, uh, obviously, yes, the technical depth there is more technical depth to some of the courses. For instance, there is an ethical hacking course uh, that is also offered in the undergrad, but that's more introductory in the graduate level. On that level, it's more in-depth, more advanced, uh, and requires more skills. One of the other um, things that I should mention about this graduate program is that we assume that uh, somebody who is entering this program, they have uh, a background in in computer science or IT in general. So it's best uh, suited for people who already have an undergraduate degree in computer science or IT in general. Although we do have people from other um, areas, uh, even from business administration, accounting, other people, like I said, they're looking to transition and change their career paths or jump ships, as they say. Uh, they still become successful, uh, but that requires more work because they lack the technical expertise and the technical background that's required for them to be successful. So they have to work harder, but they still uh, succeed again. It, it goes, it boils down to the passion. They, they have a passion, they have an interest, and that's what drives them to be successful. Right. Very nice. And then I know you did mention earlier about, uh, you know, students within the master's program generally are working, they have jobs, you know, I would imagine a fair amount already in cybersecurity or some type of IT role. 
And uh, would you say that this degree is designed to, you know, help one advance in his or her career? Yes, absolutely. So what they can do with this degree, uh, some of them uh, pursue this degree because they want to get a promotion. So if somebody is just doing, uh, you know, let's say tier two security analyst services, their employer says, if you go and get an advanced degree, a master degree, then we can give you a promotion. With that promotion comes more opportunities, obviously comes more money. So those are the attractive points for learners. Some people just do it to advance their knowledge and skills. They're not necessarily looking to uh, get a promotion or even a pay raise. They just want uh, to advance their education, and maybe one day if an opportunity arises, they will. Um, As far as the military population, the military veterans, as you know, they use the GI Bill. So some of them say as well, I have served in the military. Uh, this is something that I'm privileged to use. So they use their GI Bill to advance their degree. And many of the military population people, they actually, the veterans, they do it because, again, they want to transition. So they've gotten out of the military. They work for the Department of Defense as a contractor. They're uh, getting their master's. After they get that, then usually they transition to the civilian life and they work for the private industry. So uh, different reasons, different motives. Right, I see. And then I know, you know, like we spoke about with the bachelor's program, just giving examples of alumni, those who have attained this degree. And I'm wondering if you could do the same for this master's in cybersecurity degree and just examples of, you know, alumni who've who've gotten this degree and how it's really benefited them. Sure, I'm happy to answer that. Yes, so one of the... One of the uh, examples that come to mind, uh, I have an um, alumni, his name is Garrett Cole. So Garrett Cole also works for ReliaQuest. Again, ReliaQuest is a big provider of cybersecurity here in uh, Tampa, but they have locations, uh, I believe they have a location in Las Vegas, and they may have also a location in somewhere in Europe, in Ireland, I believe. So they're growing, they're expanding, uh, uh, and they're surging in this area. So Garrett Cole uh, earned his master's degree uh, here from St. Leo, and I believe he even earned his undergrad as well, but that would have been before I started off. So he was my student when I taught in the graduate program. He graduated a couple years ago. So right now he is uh, what he calls um, uh, a shift lead. A shift lead, uh, so he's in charge of uh, a group of cybersecurity analysts. He's literally in charge of uh, Cody Carter, who uh, just graduated, and like I said, he got this job with them. So we have a couple of graduates who work them there. So Garrett Cole, again, uh, he's doing higher-level cybersecurity services, uh, I would say maybe Tier 1, if we were to call it. He's very successful, he's growing, and, and he's doing great. And uh, so that's, I think, one of the best examples to bring about uh, the alumni, of course, uh, you know, there's many, many examples, but this is one that has always uh, come into mind, is very successful. Mm, that's great. That's wonderful. And then uh, I know that we do offer some other options. I know that we have uh, a concentration within the MBA program related to cybersecurity and uh, some other certification options. If you could just touch on those and and kind of the, you know, the benefits of those options as well. 
Right. Yes, I'm happy to answer that. Yes. So within the MBA program, we do have uh, graduates, so a Master of Business Administration. So we do have an MBA, uh, both online and on ground. Within that MBA program, uh, there is a path where students can specialize in cybersecurity by earning a certificate. And that certificate program has about six courses. So those six courses are actually taken from the actual cybersecurity program. They won't get two degrees. They will only get an MBA with a specialization in cybersecurity management. So that's the key difference. It's cybersecurity management. So what we did, we pulled uh, all the non-technical cybersecurity courses from the graduate program, and we uh, offer them as a certificate program for the MBA because the MBA, they don't necessarily need uh, the technical depth of cyber. They need that cybersecurity management background to be able to lead their organizations or in cyber or even if those MBA graduates, if they, if they become top managers or CEOs, then they will know how the cybersecurity impacts uh, the rest of the organization, their objectives. Obviously, cybersecurity nowadays has become a management issue and it impacts every area of the organization. So only about six courses from the non-technical courses are taken. So they earn an MBA with a specialization in cybersecurity management. I see. Gotcha. So just to wrap up here, I just had a few other, you know, quick topics I'd like to touch on. I know we, we've talked a lot about the cybersecurity field and just, you know, the tremendous growth and, and opportunity, and I'm sure that's it's just going to continue to grow. And could you just speak to, you know, the current state of the cybersecurity field and just, you know, from your standpoint as an instructor uh, in this discipline and, and also, you know, kind of where you see things going in the near future? Yes, like I mentioned earlier, so cybersecurity is not going anywhere. Cybersecurity will become a management issue that has already become. So cybersecurity jobs uh, will just increase. Uh, uh, we know that uh, for sure. Uh, there is definitely, like I said, a need. There is actually a, a big gap. Right now, industry uh, is struggling. Uh, business organizations are struggling to find enough qualified people to fill those jobs. But again, the... Um, the secret is this, not just that piece of paper, but that piece of paper with all the knowledge and the skills that comes with it will get them jobs, will get that graduates jobs. So this field is a fascinating, interesting, dynamic field. Every day there are new jobs. Every day there are new positions, new opportunities. So I can imagine how many different job opportunities will be available in five years from now. As more and more of our lives go online, uh, I've people even their dryers they have IP addresses so they're connected to their Wi-Fi and they're connected to the internet so more of more and more of our lives go online that means we need more security more security requires uh, uh, more qualified people to fill those jobs so there's definitely a big demand for cybersecurity professionals and the uh, field is ever growing and there's a shortage and uh, so yes, absolutely. I think the future is bright. We just need uh, people to come and get educated and take advantage of this. Exactly. Certainly a lot of opportunity out there. In terms of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, which has just changed the world and changed you know, so many of our lives in so many different ways, 
Uh, you know, right. millions and millions of people have been working from home who normally would be working in an office, you know, using the the company's Wi-Fi network and, and, and whatnot. I'm curious what your take is on how cybersecurity, uh, you know, has, has played into all this and, you know, perhaps challenges that companies maybe have faced and, and how they've tackled those potentially even uh, during COVID-19. Sure, I'm happy to answer that. Yes, absolutely. So we've definitely seen an uptick in uh, the number of cyber breaches. Uh, so cybersecurity crime has uh, skyrocketed ever since COVID-19 hit. Uh, one of the biggest reasons is that most of the companies were not really ready, nor did they have the infrastructure to move their workforce online in such a rapid uh, uh, pace. Uh, uh, moving uh, resources online is not easy. Obviously, when we are in our offices, we enjoy all the network security features that we have. So, for instance, here when I'm in my office, I'm connected not necessarily to the Wi-Fi, but I'm connected through the hardware, which has all the security features. Uh, you don't have to worry about the insecurity of Wi-Fi or the wireless insecurity. So, when you have to move and shift everything online, all of a sudden, not having all the infrastructure, not having the planning, not having... A strategy was very difficult and challenging. This is where the bad guys took advantage. It was a slam dunk, so to speak, for the bad guys because this is now a perfect opportune time for them. This is the prime time because the users are not educated necessarily. They don't have the infrastructure. The company didn't have a vision. Uh, companies didn't have a vision or strategy. So we've definitely seen an uptick. So the bad guys are targeting and hitting us where we are most vulnerable. Uh, so they will send out these spam emails to these uh, users who are uneducated to entice them and make them click on these links. Uh, believe it or not, the bad guys are now actually stealing intellectual property from the vaccine progress. Uh, wow. So, yes, even pharmaceutical companies are falling victims. That you don't necessarily, or you may not necessarily hear about that in public in the news, but this is happening, actually, as we speak. The cyber criminals are targeting everyone, and, and it's a game. It's a money thing. So they're after money. They used to be after fame or uh, other things. Now, to them, it's a money game. So they will target a company. They will encrypt everything with ransomware. And they say, if you don't pay us this, you know, you have to pay us this. Otherwise, we will destroy everything. Now... They have taken that during COVID, actually, recently. They took it to, an, to another level. Now, they will encrypt your data, right, as a company. And they will, if you have a backup, you're safe. You can say, okay, have fun with, you know, with the encrypted data because I have my backup, right? I can restore my backups and no problem. They say, well, guess what? If you don't pay us, we're going to post your sensitive data online to the public. Hmm. So, this is the nastiest form ever of cyber crime and they have done it uh, they actually what they did recently they uh, uh, compromised some companies they encrypted their data and the companies refused to pay for ransom because they had uh, backups so what they did they actually took uh, some data not all of the data and they posted them online they said look this is just a fraction of what you posted. So imagine if you are a DOD contractor and you have government sensitive data 
and somebody threatens you to publish your secretive data online, I mean, that could make the difference between life. This is a life and death situation for companies. So that's how nasty it has gotten recently. Wow, that's that's really incredible. Just the extent to, you know to which these hackers will go, and obviously all this just you know really emphasizes the need for more and more cybersecurity professionals out there. Right. Yes. So that's why it's you know more and more companies uh, are looking because they're under pressure. They're feeling the heat. In the past, they were reluctant, and they're still reluctant. But what's happening is that more and more companies are paying a big price and they're falling victims. So now they are realizing that they need more and more cyber professionals to protect those data and, uh, and stop the hackers in their tracks. Right. Very interesting. Okay, and just to uh, officially wrap up here and put a bow on this episode, I wanted to mention that you can visit stleo.edu and search for cybersecurity uh, to learn more about uh, the programs that St. Leo University offers. And also we will include uh, in the show notes links to uh, the, the, the relevant program pages as far as the programs that we've discussed in this episode. So again, we've been speaking with Dr. Marwan Omar. And uh, Dr. Omar, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the St. Leo 360 podcast. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you for the opportunity. It was a great pleasure to talk to you today. Absolutely. Alrighty. I really appreciate it. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877 622 2009 or visit stleo.edu.